And sometimes you like I like to think about holding your hands, Henry, and let you know how pretty you look. My God, such a handsome young man. So hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> Henry just got super uncomfortable. Uh, welcome to another episode of Till Good Game Do His Part. Your host Troy is here. Your host Henry is here. What up? And we got another guest. In his uh, sexy, sexy black and red jersey. And my tutu as well. Keep we it, have the wonderful, very, <laughs> very uh, classy Luciano. What's up? How y'all doing? Welcome to the podcast. I didn't mean to kiss your mic. It's okay. Okay, good. Point. It's not that, really that my really, mic. You, it's you didn't really kiss. Oh, pause. You didn't really kiss my mic. You kissed the audience. The audience, I'm sorry, I don't mean to push that onto you. It's a horrible, it's a horrible gesture. I will shake your hand mentally. There, I'm glad we, we, we had this discussion. Uh, so this is our third podcast here at PAX East. Okay. Uh, so it's been going pretty well. How's your PAX been going? I'm tired. It's been a great experience. It just I don't ever sleep well, and that's every day for me. So it's nothing new. It's just I don't ever sleep well, and I force myself to stay awake from 6 a.m. until about midnight at a convention, where I'm on my feet most of the time, <laughs> and they're screaming, which is why my voice is kind of gone. So what have you been doing? doing? So uh, my original plan was to come and record, and that was a bomb. No, but uh, I definitely filmed some stuff from Dauntless. I'm gonna. I already tried out Samurai Showdown, and I'm gonna go back tomorrow for some like footage. Footage. I'm gonna get really nitty gritty into it and talk to the devs about it. Uh, besides that, I just hung out with Bandai. They're always they're a partner of mine, so I'm always saying what's up, chilling with them, seeing out their games. They, they let me play a uh, Rad, and I'm gonna screw this name up. It's a uh, what was that? Man of Madame or Madame? I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Mm. It definitely isn't the way it's spelled, but it, it's an interesting game. It's a horror game. And I like that Bandai's trying to out new avenues because, you know, we know Jump Force. We know uh, the Dragon Ball Tekken, uh, One Piece, or the Open World. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, World Seeker, that's what it is. We know that they, they stick primarily to anime games or, yeah. or Japanese stuff. Uh, but seeing Rad being done by Double Fine, the guys who made like Brutal Legends, and uh, I think, um, don't call me on that, uh, and seeing them work with another company to do this European horror game where it's a Chinese man running around with a gun, speaking French, threw me off. My God. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's an inter- wow. interesting experience, and I'm glad that uh, Bandai let me touch it. I mean, if we talk about a French guy in Japan, you Onimusha, oh, yeah, yeah. Onimusha 3. Dang, you're right. Dan, call me out. Is that anime? Is that really you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't know what Onimusha is? I don't. So Onimusha is this uh, samurai demon game that, that uh, Capcom made. It was in that era where like Chaos Legion, Devil May Cry. Okay. Uh, um, I can't think of any other dungeon crawling or um, slash hack and slash monster. Uh, monster Hunter. There you go. It was, I, oh. it, it, somebody's going to correct me, but I think it was one of the other games that they were going to try to like they were trying to make as like the like the Resident Evil competitor. He, and, I thought that was um, Dino Crisis or something like that. Something like that. And then like it just evolved into its own game. And they're like, yeah. all right, cool. But yeah, Onimusha 3 had a French guy in Japan while the Japanese samurai was in France. It was weird. That is interesting. Um, but so, how do you feel about Samurai Showdown? I like it. I like it a lot. It's very strange because the game is not the conventional fighting game. Normally, I, I expect... I'm sorry. You, you no, 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 no. You're good. No, you're good. You're good. Because it's kind of going to lead into my next question. So, continue. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so Samurai Showdown is a fun game. It's just weird because I don't... I didn't get to sit down and, and understand the mechanic. I kind of was just like, hey, go play the game. All right. Am I good yet? But uh, it's a fun game. I like. I love it a lot. I love it a lot. Uh, I loved it more than I thought I would. It just definitely caught me off guard. The game is weird. The game is weird. It's not like a simple, oh, let me just press jab, jab into medium or whatever. In most games, like Street Fighter. Even Street Fighter has like a weird combination when it comes to combos, but it's a combo. I, I don't know how this game works yet, but I will try tomorrow to understand it, and I'm definitely going to give it a try. I like it a lot. I definitely shouldn't have like been eerie about it when I first heard about it being at Evo, 
because the more I play, the more I like it, and I don't want to give it disrespect, because that's what I did with Blaze Blue. I don't like Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, but I gave it respect, and it got it got two times at Evo, so. But yeah, semi showdown, pretty, pretty, pretty fun game. It's fucking gorgeous. Can I say that? Oh, what? yeah, you could curse. Oh, I can curse. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, like, yeah it is a fucking gorgeous game. Um, Keeping it on fighting games and whatnot, that's kind of your forte. You just finished a tournament. Oh, how did that go? You, <laughs> now you don't gotta tell us where you placed. Oh no, I'll play. I got third. I got third. Okay, that's not fine. bad. That's not uh, bad. Because yesterday, no, for, uh, Thursday was Street Fighter. Got second. Uh, Friday was Killer Instinct. I got second. Uh, and then today I was trying to take Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball was my main game. Mm-hmm. Got third. <laughs> Who um, is this guy just getting third and right? seconds? Like, did yo. you get a did you get a fancy medal? No, no, time? no. This year they didn't do medals for for under second place. It's only first and second. Okay. Which, uh, so you have like three medals now. No, two medals. Two, two medals. Because again, oh, yeah, Dragon yeah. Ball didn't have a. Have you got medal. third, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, tonight is Jump Force. And it's not like a traditional fighting game, but Bandai had me at their place for the first tournament they had, and I won that. So I told Bandai, hey, you know, Jump Force is here. And they're like, oh, great. Okay. And so one of them already went upstairs. She's like, when's Jump Force? I'm like, at 8 o'clock, she's like, I'll be back with the rest of my people. I'm like, oh, God. So they're, they're like, you better win. We, we, we will take back that trophy if you don't. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> Just take it I back. earned that trophy. Um, so I guess we can get a little bit into your history. What is, uh, since we accessed on our last episode that we had, um, what was the first game you ever played? The first game I cognitive, cognizant, cognitive, I can't think of the word. The first game I can recall ever as a, as a, as a human person that I can think of, I think, was Pokemon Blue. I was at a cousin's house and she had that thick, like brick game where you could bash someone's head in with and she had Pokemon Blue in it and half the screen was broken so she's like hey you can keep it and I was like I can't even see how much health my opponent has well I mean at the time I didn't understand I was like whatever it's a fun game I definitely liked it and we played Bomberman oh I wasn't sorry it wasn't Pokemon Blue that was the one I played the most it was uh, Bomberman on the Game Boy that was the first game I ever played in my entire life and I loved it and I beat it with again only half the screen functioning (laughs) the other half where you couldn't see it so you had like half a childhood because you can only see half the screen. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was only like when I was like from three to to, to I want to say seven. That's a long. You had a time broken not... Game Boy for four years. Yeah. Your parents never were like, "Oh, we should give him a new one." Well, I mean, because even when I was a child, I was just like, you know, I like I like my stuff, so I'm not gonna break it. Uh, and they said no, they see no reason because I was having fun with it the way mm-hmm. it was. And then I got a Game Boy Color when Gold came out. There we go, because that was my next favorite game. That was actually my. I think my second or third favorite game of all time, Pokemon Go. I played it. I sat there for 14 hours straight. And I just bum rushed that game. And I loved it. I did all of Johto and half of Kanto all in 14 hours. Wow. So what was the first game that you were ever, like, competitive at? Like, that, like, you, you picked it up, you played it, you got good at it, and then suddenly, like, you found yourself, whether it was a fighting game and you were playing, like, your friends at them and just whooping ass or whatever, or you were just like, shit, I want to I wanna fight people. Well... So it's kind of hard story because I only got into like competitive gaming because I saw like when I was when I was like 13, 14, that's when YouTube started like picking up for like the niche stuff. It wasn't like commercialized. It was just like, hey, come put your videos up. And at the time, we were just tired of watching Mega Man NT Warrior on YouTube. We were like, want to do something different. So I filmed and I started watching like Dayasha, sadly, Dark Side Phil. Ugh. And I just watched him play Street Fighter 4 and I was like, I want to do that. Because I, I was already putting up YouTube videos, but I was like, I want to do that. I want to play Street Fighter. So I stopped focusing on video content and started playing Street Fighter 4. And I played a bunch of other games, but my first tournament ever in a fighting game was Street Fighter 4. At uh, the 25 year anniversary, I made top 32. First ever tournament, top 32. Remember, we got knocked out by Chris Jean. I was like, I'm done. I'm good. I, was like, I mean, that's a good person to get knocked out by. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I was happy. I was happy. So. What, was, what was going through your head, like, when you first, at that first tournament and, like, you getting top 32? I mean, like, first tournament, top 32 is pretty big for first tournament. 
and then to get knocked out by someone of the stature of Chris G. Like, what was just going through your head for, like, that event? Like, do you remember, like... I remember specifically, I fucked all y'all up, is what I said. <laughs> but no, uh, I remember just... I don't remember. I was happy that I placed well, and I, have, I was happy that I made friends, and I got to meet, like, Biggie and all those guys. Biggie Gaming, not Biggie from, like, WWE. They're both... I don't know why they share the same name, but they do. Uh, I just made a lot of friends. And just took off from there, and then I placed in the Skullgirls tournaments. I got second in my first Skullgirls tournament when it first came out. I got second at a Marvel's Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3 tournament when it first came out. Uh, what else did I do? I won an arms tournament. It was just like, after that, I just started playing. Like It started being less Street Fighter and more all fighting games. Mm. And as much as I love Street Fighter 4, and it pioneered me to play like these fighting games so competitively, like, bless you, Street Fighter 4. My God, Street Fighter 5 is just... What the hell, man? What the hell are you doing? What with uh with you broadening from like just one game to a plethora of games within the FGC? Do you think that the FGC is very open when new fighting games come out, or do people usually try to stick with outside of like Street Fighter, which you know everyone's gonna like migrate to the next iteration? Do you think they're very open to bringing in new fighting games, or is it kind of just like nah, stick to this and you'll be FGC? It's a yes and a no. Because, yes, of course, if it's a fighting game and it exists, people will play it, they'll have it up, and people will enjoy it and have fun and they'll play it. Whether it gets to a, a high competitive scene, it depends. For instance, uh, Gundam versus, I uh, was totally surprised, is heavy in a lot of fighting game majors and any other tournament scene that exists that's not just like fighting games. I did not know this, but something like Jump Force probably doesn't get as much excuse me, notoriety uh, in the FGC. But... With that said, of course, every new game comes out, there's always people like, yeah, it's great. And other people are going to be like, I don't want to play this. This is like garbage. Uh, why you? No, no. Like, please. Crosstag is a perfect example. Crosstag by, I guess, company standard. Everybody loved it. You know, people, like, it got, it got into Evo. It, it was marketed to be part of Evo before its release. It was at every major. It's one of the few games that don't get canceled. I'm looking at you, Bandai. No, I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> but... Blaze Blue has just been so successful, and a lot of people love it, and a lot of people hate it. A lot. I, I'm on the fence. I always like to talk shit about it, but I still respect it because my bro plays it. My twin brother plays it. Uh, my friend Reno, bless you, Reno. He won uh, 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 win a brawl uh, with Blaze Blue Cross Tag like last month. Mm. So there's games that'll survive Blaze Blue, and there's games that'll die. Sadly, Killer Instinct. It's, it's, it's a fighting game that was well received, and now. It's like I only think two majors carried a year, two guaranteed me like Combo Breaker and KIT. I think had it, something like that. No more CEO though. Don't know why. Come on, Jubilee, get on your stuff, man. That was a long answer. I'm sorry. I no, 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 no. It's totally what we, what we <laughs> That's want. Like an educating question yeah, for someone. No, that was that kind of answered like my question of like, what is your resume of fighting? Fighting games? Games. I can tell you actually more in that resume. Yeah, go sorry. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna give you all the small little itty bitty like like local scene stuff. I made 11th place at Defender North my first time for Killer Instinct. I made 13th place at Winter Brawl that same year for Killer Instinct. I made 17th place at Winter Brawl for Dragon Ball Fighters this past month. I, uh, besides that top 32, I had a 25 year anniversary qualifier. What else did I do? I made top 32 at CEO for Killer Instinct. It's been Killer Instinct. I'm sorry. Uh, but I used to play a lot of games that are alive Virtual Fighter, Tekken. Uh, Skullgirls already said, Marvel's Capcom 2 and 3, Marvel Infinite for maybe about three months and then I stopped. Uh, what else? Blaze Blue Continuum Shift. Maybe Guilty Gear once. 
I don't remember. It's a lot of fighting games. I can't keep up. My, my, my main game has been Dragon Ball Fighters and Street Fighter V. But uh, I'm trying new things. I'm trying Tekken out. I'm trying Smash for some strange reason. I play like one fighting game. What? <laughs> my hero, One Justice. Oh, yeah. See, now I got the game. I was supposed to do content on it. I did a stream, and then uh, I never got to play it as much. But I was surprised to see it was so well received. People, all right, so I come from another fighting game that they didn't take off, Naruto Storm 4. I come from that scene where my teammate played a lot of Naruto Storm 4, and he won three majors for it. And I got 16th at all those majors. You know, I couldn't keep up. But uh, jumping from that into My Hero, the fan base was like, yo, My Hero is a way better fighting game. More more fundamentally sound. It's not Burning Blood, One Piece. It's not Storm 4, but it's it's solid. And then uh, Jump Force came out, and everybody was just like, oh, oh, God. Like, I still play it every now and then, but it got no support anymore. Yeah. It's, There's no, it's, like, DLC. Like, I mean, because they all... Wait, there's no more DLC. They released like two characters and then like that's yeah, it. Yeah, shoot style Midoriya and uh 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 Endivar. I yeah, know no, I'm saying his name wrong. They released but... a third actually. Uh third? Inase, the wind guy. Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, this Crap. the passion for this right now is like Yeah. I'm sorry, I I, I stopped <laughs> I stopped playing it after a month after I did the review the, the stream. And I just couldn't keep up and I was trying to, to win Dragon Ball and uh yeah. So so, so what has made you branch into Smash? My brothers, my twin brother Sasha, who plays it passively, but he'll make like top 64 and majors for it, even though not playing. My little brother, Gabriel, who's also part of Play All Gaming, uh, they both, my little brother gets always top eight at locals every single time in New York, no matter where he goes. And it's a kid who he's, he's, he just graduated high school, most of his time was studying, and uh, then he went to Smash, and he was just like, I'm gonna mess all y'all asses up. And. Uh, He's a very humble kid. He just walks in, makes friends so nice and kind, and he just scoops you in Smash, and it's like, damn, I don't get that good. A little brother who doesn't play this every... I mean, now he does. He plays it like four hours a day at, at least. But uh, if he can learn, I can learn. That's how I want to learn. So do you think... How, what's your input on the whole Smash isn't FGC? I mean, I think that, It's not eSports or what, or... Yeah, let's focus on Smash not being FGC. FGC. So about being FGC... I think is a good thing because it's just a stupid argument everybody likes to bring up. It doesn't matter because now people are talking about Smash again. And it's just like, not that they needed it because Smash is always an ever-growing popular thing that not even in the FGC, Smash is hella popular to the point where people would, that's not a thing to glorify, people would uh, bother uh, Sakurai and be like, I want this character, I want this character, I want this in the game, I want that in the game. And he gives you everything he can get you and no one is satisfied. They'll still keep bothering for more. So, what I, what I, why I say that is because the game's popular. It's it, it Just having to talk about it not being FGC doesn't hurt it at all because guess what? People are still going to play it. People still love it. It's a huge fan base in and out of competitive scenes. So I see... Uh, no, it, it, you know what? It's not a fighting game. I don't care. It's not a fighting game. And that's a good thing. You don't know why? Because it's still a game that could sit next to Dragon Ball and Tekken and Street Fighter and, and not dead or alive because core values. But... Uh, it's just it's a, it's a game that exists and it's surviving so well and there's no there's never a slowdown. It's always Twitch uh, tournaments and flying people out. They even had one here at PAX East. They had one at PAX South. They, they there's no shortage of Smash. So do, what do I think about that argument it not being FGC? It's not because guess what? It's surviving right next to Street Fighter and it doesn't have to be an FGC game. That was a very in-depth answer. Sorry. I, mean, I like no, it. No, 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 no I like it. it. That's what we want. Sorry. I think. You were honest about it because, uh, uh, again, there will be people that will just be like, they'll say it's not FGC and it'll be because, like, oh, because of its fighting style or this and that or yeah, that only Melee is 
FGC and all the other ones are just blah blah. blah. So, but you oh, gave wait, it all that's even more. All right, that's even more stupid. Like, how I, do I, you... I, I heard it in passing. I don't know who it was, but I've heard it in passing. Like, people they were like, Smash is an FGC, but yeah. they consider Melee to be yeah, like a lot of, of the... people who are like, Melee is okay, but everything else is trash. Well, and it's like... People, people are butthurt, and it's stupid. A lot of a lot of people can have their opinions. I'm not gonna attack anyone for their opinions. Whatever you think is whatever you think. It's confusing. It's asinine. It's downright just. It hurts to think about that, but at the same time, like, does it really matter? No. Sure. Whatever. It's not. It's not. It's not FGC, but it's surviving. It's doing so. It's doing so well. And if you go to like a Smash tournament, if you go to any major Smash will probably always be top four highest place, uh, highest uh, uh, entered games. Period. Yeah. So it's always going to be. I'm sorry. It's always just a final. Just to end that thought, if my brain can function, it's always going to be Street Fighter, Tekken, Dragon Ball, and Smash. Always making top four in whatever order, depending on what tournament it is, for entrance. So Smash is surviving, and it could not be a fighting game, and it wouldn't matter because it's it's doing so well. So with that being said, as well, yeah. what where do you, where do you feel that FGC falls into esports? Is is it an esport, or do you think like FGC is just like look? We've been so grassroots and sustainable being grassroots that, like, just leave us alone. It's it's hard. That's, that's actually a hard question only because, yeah, it's, it's grassroots. But at the same time, now uh, now that these – all right, check it. Uh, FGC normally is grassroots. That's how it started. You know, we're all yelling at each other, calling each other's bitch ass. I can't – you know, I almost, I almost slipped a word. I'm not going to do it. Call each other, like, horrible <laughs> things. And we're, we're puffing our chest and we're yelling and we're getting hyped and we're screaming. And then in the end of the day, we're, like, like hugging it out, and, you know, handshaking, you know, respect. We're doing this all – like, first we're doing it in our, in our parents' basements. Then we're doing it in our garages. Then we got our own apartments. And Bum is doing that in the Bronx in New York. Uh, and that's, it's, it's doing pretty well. It's not – Esports, esports, but he has a stream. He has production value. He has people coming in like Sonic Fox, Nekial, uh, the Kill Sage, and more homegrown, more homey players like uh, Cisco, uh, Axis, uh, Mini Assassin. Shout out to my boy, my young man. He was 17th at CEO last year. Uh, it's just FGC is not esports. It can be esports. It can be esports, but uh, it definitely just. It doesn't need it to survive, essentially. It doesn't now wait. See, that, that, that's another question. That's hard because esports is what makes CEO and Evo progress. Because now CEO is still CEO is still that hot mix of in between homegrown hood brothers and sisters playing games and being crazy and getting hyped. Uh, but at the same time, it's still. In that scene where sponsors are watching, people are watching, kids are watching, families are watching, everybody will stop what they're doing to watch. They even got New World Japan as part of it. Hey, I know, I'm, I'm distracted. I, I, yes. I'm just going to let that pass for a yeah, moment. It, it's, it's Arthur. There's it a Arthur? guy cosplayed as Arthur blaring the Arthur theme song. What a um, day. I thought it, yesterday, yo, yesterday I saw him wearing Danny Sex Bangs, like onesie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just playing nothing but Ninja Sex Party songs. And that was a lot of skin that I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yo, this guy is living his life and I respect it. It's a lot of skin I didn't want to see. <laughs> Welcome to PAX East, everybody. Welcome to PAX East. Uh, but what was I saying? FGC not being esports? Yes. Back on that. Sorry, brain fart. It, it, it. FGC still needs to have some aspect of esports because that's why stuff like uh, downstairs, the, the, uh, the uh, PAX Arena booth had to discover uh, sponsorship and they had players come to play Tekken in a, in, a, in a competition. Last year they had, uh, or two years ago they had the Street Fighter players. Last year at PAX Arena, at PAX West, they had Dragon Ball. It's, for these things to flourish in scenes like these, 
you know, a little esports has to exist. A lot of funding has to exist because now, if you want players to come around the world to play you, you can't do it in your mom's basement or your garage. You need to have a venue, and that costs money. So you need partners and sponsors, and that needs to follow the guidelines of what they want. So, say, uh, Nike's like, "Yo, man, I want to sponsor this event, but uh, y'all can't be throwing around uh, soft days." Now, I mean, okay, that's that's pretty of a as an exaggeration of an expectation, we'll yeah. use that. Uh, but still, some co- commentators these days, when they're in a homegrown tournament, they'll throw around soft days. They'll say whatever they want. They'll, they'll curse and call people, you know, bitches and shit. And they won't give a shit because it's, it's just, that's just, that, that's our that's our community at that point. Like some yeah. people like to say it, and it doesn't, it doesn't come from a place of hatred. It's just our vocabulary in New York. It's almost like if you look at it, it's almost like uh, boxing. Boxing, yeah. boxing is almost is, unfiltered. If well, you if you look at like you, um, not to cut you, off, if yeah, you look yeah. at like boxing in UFC. It's 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 this idea of like even though it's on TV, people still have like this this form of trash talk and it's like this form of like almost disrespect. Oh yeah. And it's just like so commonplace. And then like you go to like but then you look at like the FGC and it's almost the same thing. Yep. But then you go to like other video game pro circuits and stuff like that. And no one's doing that. And ah. if somebody and if someone does that, it's like they're immediately like seen as like the bad guy. Oh okay, yes, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like in, in Call of Duty, Gears of War, uh, uh, all those guys. Yo, I think. The most, I think the most uh, well-known pop-off was this guy. He got up. I think he was playing Halo or Call of Duty. I don't remember what it was. He got up and he was cursing the guy out, and they're yelling at each other. And the guy goes, you know, put your put your bank account put on your it. Bank account on it. And I, I, I can never forget that. I'll, I don't know. What, I don't know what game it was, it was but it I'll was, never. I'll ne- was, I would never remember the game, but I'll never. I'll never forget. It was Call of Duty. It was and, Call of Duty. Okay. And yeah. he's popping off. He's like, put your bank account on it. And the other guy finally just like afterwards just sits back down. And just says, I'll never forget that he sat back down after like being called out like that. I was like, and that should. I said that shit happens all the time. Like when you play Gears of War, people curse you out. And it's just, it's just how they, they are. They're aggro. They're they're hype. They're in the game. But after the game, they're not gonna talk shit about you. They'll, they'll be like, yo, you know, the game's whatever. You know, you know go fuck yourself now and stuff. But uh, it would it would still be like met with a certain sense of respect because they popped off at you mid game. Doesn't mean they are talking shit about you in real life. Yeah, no it's case. not directed like unless you're uh, Will Crone and K. Brad. Man, those guys hate each other. Or they did. I don't know what's going on with that now. But <laughs> man, that was funny. I was oh god. You got anything to? So how do you how do you feel about can 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 the FGC be can can it be commercialized? See, that's that's the esports thing all over again. Yeah, sure I'm, it can. Do we want to? Can it be commercialized in its own way that isn't like a traditional, like not traditional, but that isn't esports? Can it be seen in a different way? Can it be if the best like way a, the best way to do this? Maybe I, I might I might have hit a stroke of genius, and I kind of don't want to say it on the mic, but I'm going to say it anyway. So the best way that esports could be esports, that FGC could be, what was the phrase? Commercialized. Commercialized. Yeah. Is oh this thing called a uh, body count? I think it's called body count fighting games or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. They they work with they work with Spooky and they worked with E3 to have this event. These fighting game players came in like a boxing ring setting mm-hmm. and they talk smack. And one of their most um, popular fights, sadly. Was this girl and uh, low tier god, and the whole point was they're talking smack, and people loved it. I, I don't know why, but people love it and to the point where that E League TV series came out, and they got low tier god on there for the sole purpose to stir up stuff because they want controversy, but it, it brings viewers. And so the FGC could be still raunchy, because guess what? Things like like low tier god or people like sorry, not things. I don't want to say he's a thing. People like low tier god. 
can still thrive in that setting, even in a commercialized setting, because people want to see that. People want to see like hype and anger and emotion, even if it's so. So we'll say off the rails with him. I'm not gonna. But yeah, say so now else. that you see, now that we're seeing like Twitch and stuff moving trying to distance itself away though from like those controversial type of things do you see fgc tournaments like being broadcasted on twitch oh, this in, the, be... in the form that they are right now yeah yeah okay because right now like what what does switch not want you to say you know don't call anything bigoted words uh bigoted things don't, don't insult people for their gender race creeds orientation sexuality political oh wait no political people get away with saying whatever they want, whatever they want about political stuff but I digress. Anything else? Twitch is like, no, you can't do it. You can't say it. You can't call someone a label based on their insert status here. So, but so, so let me ask this really quick. Yeah. If FGC can be commercialized and still keep its roots, right? Mm-hmm. What What's the fear? Is it the fear that if it gets commercialized, it will lose it? Because I feel like if the people what? that are in there maintain the roots, they don't lose it just because they're commercialized. Well, that's why. Well, I mean, yes and no, because. Let's say, for example, I'm using like Yipes. You know who Yipes is, right? Yeah. You know who Yipes is? Okay, yeah, yeah. So Yipes, uh, he... Man, that's a sweet shirt. Sorry. Distracted. Oh, my God. Uh, Yipes is an interesting person because he came from the era where it was like in your basement, playing fighting games, you know, like going hard, being hood, and enjoying a good time. Now he's in an era where he's thriving commercially through commentating events. Now, I don't know how his contracts work. But something weird happened that I saw uh, before. So now, Gypes keeps a, a certain social media separate from like his uh, work because it's called the No Frills Podcast. Oh, I, should, I, I probably should have asked before I could say that. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. They say whatever they want. They say whatever they want. They're chilling, talking about stuff, you know, shooting the shit, cursing, whatever. They have no no filters. The point. Yeah. Now that doesn't affect his his. The gigs to commentate because they'll commentate whatever they want. He won't say certain things on those commentaries. He'll still make his jokes and be funny and be silly, make noises and react and have fun. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with his podcast. Yeah. Now, with that said, he was at a final round. And I don't know if there's a decision with the stream that had it up or the event holder or whatever, uh, but he didn't commentate Dragon Ball. And everybody's like saying, yo, put Katana Prime and Yipes on Dragon Ball. They're hype. Or put. Uh, Tasty Steve and, and Sajam on Dragon Ball. They're hype. Or put Tasty Steve and Yipes. We want Yipes. No matter yeah. what, it doesn't matter who you're com- comboing. We want Yipes. They put Romanova, and I can't remember the other gentleman's name. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, my, my opinion of that was the commentary was not fantastic. What it should you know? have been. Or... Not even what it should have been. Yeah. We're used to Yipes. So when we see like Romanova in them, uh, I feel like it's unfair because now. They're in the shoes that Yipes was, and even if it's not said physically or whatever, there's always going to be that, yo, why isn't Yipes doing this? Is people going to ask? And I'm not saying her, or whatever anyone thinks about her commentary, it's whatever they want. It's just that now, Yipes, who was homegrown and esports, like at those events, he was only at those esports things for like the Capcom Pro Tour. Yeah. A game that he doesn't play, or doesn't actively play at least. Dragon Ball, they get hyped for. Dragon Ball, they still love. Why wasn't he commentating Dragon He didn't commentate Dragon Ball at all. Maybe maybe I missed it on Final Round. I didn't see any commentary for him on Dragon Ball. So almost the people who have the balance of esports and grassroots of FGC almost aren't supported by someone or something. I wouldn't say that. 
Because I don't know. See, that's why I, I obviously don't want to bring it up because I don't know the financial or the contractual obligations of everything. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was weird, a weird coincidence that Yipes was in commentating Dragon Ball, a yeah. game that he always commentates every single time. Uh, but he was there, and he was commentating Street Fighter a lot. I don't know if Capcom pays for that. I don't know if Final Round pays for that. I don't have their financial records. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. assume. I can only guess that there's some weird thing that prevented him from commentating Dragon Ball. Maybe he was busy. Maybe he was scheduled and booked for Capcom. That that would probably mean he got paid for it, which would make sense. It's just that now, if they're paying, if the, the companies are paying him enough money to commentate, because he's not going to fly out there for no reason. You know, it's like mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm over guessing. I'm overstretching. His assumptions are not based off anything. It's just that I thought it was weird that he was there commentating Street Fighter and not Dragon Ball. And then so, I thought maybe it involves Capcom and payment, but at the same time I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, you know, like I don't want to I don't want to think about that. What what uh. Would you sign with an org if one wanted to sign you to play fighting games? Yes. I'm wearing the jersey right now. Yeah, yeah I definitely would. Um, currently, with Waypoint Gaming, and originally it was a, hey, we're in this disposition, we want you to work with us, this time to throw, let's work together. I said, yeah, sure. I definitely want to come and play and wear a jersey. I, I specifically, at the time, I wanted to just have a jersey. I want to go to events. But they look, they're repping me, so I'm repping them. That was it. I didn't think of any financial gain or anything like that. But the more I started being more successful, I was like, oh, okay. And then they started bumping up and giving us more rewards, doing this and that. And then I started hosting events with them. And then I started emceeing at, like, uh, NASCAR Coliseum and Mohegan Sun. So it definitely came back and forth. It wasn't one-sided. We both worked together. All from signing, saying, hey, you know, I just want to wear your jersey. That's how it started. I wanted a jersey. And then now I have all this partnership. And I don't suck anymore. I want to win, damn it. God. So will you be at Evo? Uh, no, nope, can't year? do it. Uh, I can only do... Damn. Yeah, I can only do a couple of events a year. Uh, this year was only Winter Brawl, PAX East. Uh, I think Defend the North is next. No, no, CEO, Defend the North, PAX West, in that order. So what... If there's... If there was one major, or not major, if there were if there were majors that you could play in all the time and that you would want to win aside from all of them, like what would be your go-to majors? Like, would you want to win at Evo or is that like not a goal in a sense? So, so I would love to win at Evo. Evo is like the most well, the most prestigious tournament major in the year. That's where everybody's like, hey, yo, you know, if you won that, you're the god, you're the, you're the guy that's it. You're the best in the world, hands down. But now that argument has been... Uh, has been stretched out because it's, it's not as solid anymore. Because now, oh, you want Evo. It's the biggest tournament of the year. All right? You're great. You're, you're, the, you're the champion of Evo. Does that mean you're the best? No. Because now people can scoop through a bunch of other majors and lose at Evo. Is that really a big deal? The Son- yes. Sonic Fox is super happy to win Evo. It's, a, it's an African-American winning Evo for an anime game. That's not common. Uh, an African-American, oh, sorry, an African-British, man? I don't know where uh, Problem X is from. I know he's in Europe, but uh, he won Street Fighter. It's the first time. I think that's the first. No, 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 because uh, Luffy from France won, but he's still of Asian descent. So it's the first time I think a non-Asian descent player had won Evo in Street Fighter ever, I think. Let me see. It was Tokido. No. Oh, yeah, it was Tokido the year before. Uh, uh, I don't think Knuckle D won one. I don't think Justin Wan won one. I can't think of any other person that isn't of like Asian descent that won that's not a stereotype someone I'm sorry someone will correct you uh, that won <laughs> yeah someone will get at you Twitter. for Street Fighter you're wrong I am wrong I'm sorry wrong. I'm tired I didn't sleep I'm still hungover still my god it's almost the, a, 24 hours later I'm still hungover imagine being old yo that sucks 
Damn, that's a. Did you just call him old? I feel like I'm actually older than this. How old are you, man? Uh, 28. You are older than me. Yeah. <laughs> you are older than me. I was going to say, imagine being a. 25. How old are you? 25. You serious? Yeah. Damn, I'm older. I had to think about it for a second because I'm like, I don't, I don't keep track of my birthday, so I was like. How old am I? Yeah. Uh, what was the question again? Uh, tournament I would like to go to. Yeah, yeah. So Evo is the most prestige. The biggest, I keep sidetracking. Biggest tournament of the year. Um, so would I want to go to that? Sure, I want to win it, but it doesn't mean I'm the best. Fuck no. Uh, so I'd rather go to a tournament that I enjoy. I used to be CEO, but I heard last year's Daytona event was... Uh, the event was great. The location, not so much. Uh, uh, you were talking about uh, major, CEO. Yeah, so CEO, uh, I heard it wasn't... Daytona. The, the, the area wasn't great, but the event was fantastic. And I hope the event like holds up because I want to enjoy CEO because I enjoyed CEO three years ago and it was fantastic. But if I wanted to win at a major, yeah, I don't care whether it's CEO or Evo. Like CEO is my biggest major of the year that I'm doing this year. Like, no, I already did 17th at, at a, a biggie event, but I can't go to any more biggie events because they're all in bad times for me. But uh, my only other fighting game major I'm going to is the one in Daytona Beach and the one in Manhattan. So one thing I want to actually ask you is you you're as you know. As a as a fighting game connoisseur, yeah, um, and as somebody who you know actively games and stuff like that, you know you have, you have a lot of people who they, they talk about practicing. How do you essentially practice for your for your games and stuff? Is it just <laughs> continuously playing? Is it online play? Are you going to just are you just going to tournaments like or are you just going to little local games all the time? So now that that's hard because I don't practice properly at all. I think I made sure to learn learn like four or five different things about a character. Try my best to keep my fundamentals clean and then I won't play for four or five days and then I have to reteach myself that and then I won't play for another four or five days I have to reteach myself that so I don't grow anymore because I just don't I haven't dedicated time proper to uh, anything in fighting games because I'm so goddamn lazy and uh, or I'm depressed it happens every now and then but uh, I just gotta get on my shit does getting getting back into that help you overcome those like from you know being lazy feeling lazy or feeling uh, not in the greatest mood because um me not placing doesn't affect my depression. It's just life sucks sometimes, so I'll always have that in the back of my head. No matter what you do, you're going to have some sort of negative thought. It's right. going to happen. Uh, but me playing fighting games, oh, you know what? When I do well, I feel happier because I'm learning and I feel like I'm progressing. It's just that, uh, will it fix the issue? No, it'll distract me long enough for me to not notice that it's not fixing the issue. Until you know, one day I'm like, I'm not healthy. And so I didn't, I didn't, continue, I didn't progress. Now I'm here every day, getting second and third in two games I haven't played in months. Which is very good, by the way. Congrats. Well, yeah, but it's also like I'm annoyed because Dragon Ball is my main game. I went to win first, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. The guy, the guy uh, played my character and did some ridiculous stuff with him that I could not figure out. What are your characters? In Dragon Ball, I now my current team is on point. Bardock, I know it's bad. Uh, Gohan, adult, and then Super Saiyan Goku. Okay, cool. Way to not give Yamcha any love, but all right. Well, I don't, you know, Yamcha's a good character in the game, but I don't give a rat's nutsack about that guy. Give him that wolf fang fist. Oh, that's is Chaozu not in the game? He is as a as a move. All right, so Tien. All right, well, you know what? And Tien, uh, Tien's like he has a he's a a beam move that uh, makes Chaozu make you stay still, kind of like um. His name is Gordo uh, from the Ginyu Force, the mm-hmm. small little green guy. So Ginyu and Tien has a has a has a call out move where they call another person, they'll make the opponent freeze, and you can combo off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, for Chaozu, Tien has two level threes. One was the the Shinkikoho, Kikoho, 
or you know, uh, Neo Tribeam. And then the other one is when he calls Chouch, and Chouch does like the, uh, the I can't hug. make that joke. He does a thing that he did to Nappa, and then he blows himself up. I just missed when Chaozu was in like Tenkaichi and he would. Yeah, he was small. Yeah. Oh, Tenkaichi, I didn't, I didn't fight that one. I fight that Budokai. Yeah, he was uh, in one of them. He was just really weak. And, so, yeah. in your opinion, how do you feel? Where do you feel the FGC is going to be in in the future? Let's say, make, let's say, fi- let's say 15 years. 15 is off. Well, like all right. Rough. So, I feel like an estimated guess on how long they've lasted is 25 years, is what I want to assume. Because uh, people have been playing fighting games competitively since forever. It's just. It's, uh, what can I see in the future for fighting games? I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. Because it's ever-changing, it's ever-growing. It's, ever it's, uh, it never stays the same. And there's always new faces, new games. Like, here's a question. You know who Aquasoap was? Nope. Nope. He's a Zangief player that streamed a lot, and he was fucking good. Where is he at? Who knows? He's doing his own thing. Well, we don't know. Faces change. Uh, I don't see much of, let me see... I can't think of any other cat. I can't think of any other person. Sorry, that's the only person I can think of off the top of my head because I'm like I haven't seen that guy in forever. Uh, K. Pratt was in and out of the scene every now and then. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. It's just really hard. I mean, There's... are you gonna? Will you? Will you? Do you think we will ever see a growth in more so quote unquote American based video games? Because there's a lot of American based like fighting games that come out. You have Injustice. You have um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Arms. Kombat. Oh we, no, Arms is Japan. Sorry, Arms is Japan. Will you ever see those really taking a big place in a lot of these big majors and stuff? Well, Mortal like Kombat that? already has a huge staple in most majors. Injustice does still until Mortal Kombat comes. I mean, until the next Mortal Kombat comes out. In fact, actually, Mortal Kombat Three Ultimate and Mortal Kombat X would be in the same majors all the time. Really? And in fact, tomorrow is a Mortal Kombat XL tournament here in PAX. Mm. Um, how do you feel about Mortal Kombat 11? Did you check it out? Did you? I didn't play it. I, I saw the videos for it. I think it was really good. I just, I just don't care. Are I, you gonna copy it for the Switch? Oh wait, you just, you just said. I, I, really, just don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna buy it. Like I think I was soured by NRS when uh, they made Injustice 2, and then all the art and the character designs for Static was already made, and they're like, nope, you ain't getting that character. And it's just like, hmm, well, and I sold my Injustice 2 immediately, and I just don't care for NRS Well, they, games. there's no love for it anymore. Like, I, Well, no, people still play Injustice 2. I mean, like, I meant love as in from the company. Well, I don't know about that either. Because uh, Ed Boon works hard, hard Ford. on games. Mad but, uh, Ford. And a lot of people assume that there's no love because they don't see, they don't see the work that the, not just the developers, but the producers, the directors, the uh, content, uh, the, the social media specialists, the brand managers, the community managers, no one sees the background work of these games when they come out. They just see the product, and if the product isn't everything they want, they call it shit. So uh, people assume that there's no love. There's plenty of love. The blood, sweat, and tears are put into these games. It's just that... Um, well, I, I meant like... After some time, do you think there's love for for certain these games? Well, like I don't now, mean, when you say love, do you mean from the company or from the players? Because the players still play Justice Two. Uh, uh, company. Well, yeah. Sometimes um, companies would be like, "Oh, it's cool. They're having this event. They'll they'll like make posts about it. They'll share it on social media because they want people to see that you know people are still playing Mortal Kombat Three Ultimate." Right. So do you do you think that uh, the FGC has I won't say a heavy hand, but plays a a, a decent role into the sell of games? As far as uh, marketing, like yeah. outside of, because like I feel like people in the FGC are gonna buy that fighting game because like you know that's their bread and butter. But yeah. like, do you think that it helps sell to like the casual player? No, yes and no, uh, or not. All right. So your first question was, do you think the marketing for competitive fighting games helps casuals? Yes, because that's how they marketed Blazing Cross Tag, 
and on the stick when you first bought the first copy, and then and other the first uh, set of copies, on the plastic before you rip it off to open the case, there's a sticker that says it's an Evo main stage game. And that was like on there four months for Evo's release. They sold it, letting people know that it will be at Evo. So they expect people, they expect casuals to want to go to Evo to play. And probably a lot of people did. I don't know. I didn't go to Evo last year. I haven't been in two, three years. Uh, all I can say is yes, they market it like that so casuals can get into it. Uh, does it work? Blaze Blue's actually successful, so yes, I guess it does. Um, is it good? Meh. I guess. It's not terrible. Hmm. So, I didn't really run this by you, but in the previous episode, Troy and I talked about trash talk. Yeah. And one thing we said was that one of the best trash talkers we see are FGC players. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I can agree with that. Can you run us through the best trash talk? Like, if you had to trash talk, let's say you had to trash talk, like, Troy. Damn, what? why'd I have to be the subject? Damn, you well, want to use me? You can use me. No, no, no. If you wanted, to, Troy. If you wanted yeah. to come at somebody, give us the etiquette. Give us the lessons. Well, you can't Tell ask us, me to do that. You can't ask me to do that because I grew up uh, I grew up in a way where I could not insult you unless I'm actually angry at you. And when I play around, you know it's not trash talk because I'm fucking giggling at you as I'm telling you, oh, you suck hot ass at this game. And they're just like, we're all laughing like, you know I don't. But it's, 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 I can't, I don't trash talk people. I just kind of sit there. If I don't know you, I'm shake your hand, play the game, move on. So it's hard to ask me to do that. But uh, I've seen players like, oh man, my favorite is Wolf Crone and, and, and K-Brad on, uh, it wasn't on TV. Thank Christ. But uh, they were on this E-League thing. And they're they're going back and forth and arguing to each other. And he was like, I'm going to beat your ass. And everybody heard that. They're like, you just curse? Okay, whatever. You know, it's whatever. Ass. We yeah. can get over it. And then after they're arguing and stuff, and then K-Brad's trying to explain himself. And he goes, I don't give a fuck on the mic. And it was like, it's going to be on TV, K-Brad. Stop. I mean, uh, both grown. Stop. And it's just, it's going, seeing them going back to back at each other is fantastic. And I love that. But I couldn't, I couldn't imitate any of their trash talk because I can't think of any. And right now, I'm so... I'm sorry, I'm so hung. I never want to use that as an excuse, but I'm a little too hungover for me to, to to formulate a proper way to let you know how to verbally attack somebody in a fighting game with reason. Son. I tried. I tried sorry. To get him. So I... what we got is Luciano is civilized, and he doesn't need trash talk to He uses you. his skill to beat your ass. I also told Sasha he sucked before his match. <laughs> I mean, that counts as trash talk. That does. Oh, yeah, it does, it does. It does. It does. But um, tell me, you know, I'm playing around. I'll be screaming at you in the back, like, man, you can, you can spank his ass. And I'll be his character. Man, you suck. Stop playing this um, game. You know what story I actually want to tell? What the story, story about wh- the money advantage story. Can I tell it? Please. All no, right. it's your story. That's why I was hoping we can get why into it. This is why we have this podcast. Got it. All right. Check <laughs> it. So, PAX East, I want to say this is 2019. Say, we'll say 2017. I would say about two years ago. It's when we, we, we first met. So, it was about two years well, ago. Well, yeah, because I've never met you in person yet. I knew, I knew Ryan for years. I never met you in person. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So check it. Uh, 2017, PAX East. Uh, I wake up in the morning, you know, you know, get Feeling myself like cleaned up. I took a shower because I don't play Smash. Uh, I got ready. What's the con? Was that a jab at the Smash community? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, there's a whole other joke, but I'll get to that later. So uh, I get cleaned up. I'm ready to go. And I go to the con. I go wait in line. I get upstairs. And I have my Mad Cats T2 Plus stick. Street Fighter Five. You fucking nerd. No, I, I, I got him, man. I gotta have my baby, and I have it with the strap and everything, so it's kind of hanging off my back like a like a, like a satchel. And people are chuckling, uh, like 
cackling and then, you know, like laughing to themselves. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And they're pointing at me. And now I'm like, someone want to fucking talk or do I have to swing? And so I get to the table. No, no, no. I get stopped. And the guy goes, hey, uh, you here to play Street Fighter? I'm like, yes, sir. Are you here to play Street Fighter with that? And I'm like, yes, sir. I have my Street Fighter Five arcade stick here to play Street Fighter Five in your Street Fighter Five tournament. Sponsored. Yes. Yes. I'm, yes. That's what I'm going to do with this thing. I'm not shoving it up my own ass. I'm going to play with it. And he goes, well, you can't use it. And I was like, bitch, what? Excuse me? You tell me I, I can't use a Street Fighter controller to play Street Fighter? Nah, people see it as money advantage. Money advantage. But excuse me? And so I didn't want to leave the line because I still want to play Street Fighter. But I said, I'm just going gonna, gonna to go back to the line now. And I went in and I signed up. And as I was getting to there, people are laughing at me still. Still, I don't fucking know why. People are laughing. I get to the table and it says, no fight sticks allowed. And the lady is about to say, hey, you can't. I was like, nope, don't tell me nothing. I can read. Signed my name, walked out. I took a picture of the sign, though, and I walked out. And I told people, and I was like, yo, what kind of fucking shit is this? You can't use a, a controller at PAX because it's money advantage. And it got to the FGC, and a lot of people were pissed off about it. And so now I'm sitting there trying to play Street Fighter Five on pad for three hours because, man, I, you, adjusting is not fun. And I made a post to PAX, like, in what world is playing with an arcade stick a money advantage? Our current reigning Capcom champion is an American who plays on a PS3 pad. For serious? Uh, after a couple of hours, I get a phone call. I get a bunch of phone calls. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I don't get your notifications. Because everybody got the notifications. When you follow the PAX, yeah. Twitter, you have the bell. Every tweet they put up, you'll get the notification for it. So my friends got the notification first, and they said, it shows that it was a direct response back to my post saying, Luciano, don't worry about it. We're changing the regulations now. But I didn't know about this until I heard, as I looked up, I hear, excuse me, everybody, uh, I know it's only 10 minutes before the tournament starts, but fight sticks have been unbanned from the tournament. And I looked down, and then I realized what they said, and I was like, oh! And I got excited, and then I fucked all of them up, and I got fourth place. Wait, so what was the what, what's the purpose of I don't I don't get why it's money advantage. Like people is it because feel the need that people feel like if you have an arcade stick, you bought a better controller, it makes it easier for you to play it, which is not true. Uh people have played pad and spanked my candy ass all over the place, it doesn't matter. It's just people look people are johnning. You know in Smash Mini when you know you're making excuses say don't be a John, no Johnny. Yeah. That's what that is. People are making up excuses because they don't play the game and they want to win some small tournament at a convention. So they but, see the pad as, in, or the the fight stick as intimidation, essentially. Like, yes. Oh, this guy puts hours in. Yeah. Yes. It, it's 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 like if you go to like a paintball or airsoft thing, and like this one guy has all this gear and shit, and he's ready to go, and you're just like, oh fuck, that guy's gonna fuck me up. It's essentially the same thing. Um, but if you put everyone on the same playing field, it's like, oh, maybe I have a chance now. Exactly. Uh, I gotta say that is my favorite Luciano story ever. Which one? The the, the, the money mo- advantage. Yeah, so it's my I, favorite story ever. I saw the picture on my Google uh, Drive for the money advantage. I was gonna I was gonna print out. I was gonna make it a stick art and have money advantage on it. Have the note where it says it was banned on the other corner. Have the tweet where they said they unbanned the rule and then just have money all over it and then paint the stick green and have that as an arcade stick. And whenever it wants to pack that, it's money advantage. If you ever start an org, you have to name it money advantage. If you oh if you have a team, God. you gotta call it money advantage. I'm definitely. I'm, this is gonna be in my back pocket now. Money. Oh yeah. You, you might have you. to change your in in game name now. Money advantage. Yeah. I might. I do can you, do that for Dragon Ball. I can do that speaking of teams, do you ever see like a like a more organized team sort of structure? Like, what do you mean? Like uh, so, like it, I don't know. Correct me if that's the, a thing already. All right. If there's like a team where like it's like you have let's just say you have a team called Money Advantage, and then like you have one player who specializes in like 
in Dragon Ball, one who specializes in SF, one who specializes yeah, in, it's like, funny too, like that. Like yeah, so you could. Do you ever see yourself being part of a more formal situation like that? Well, or? I mean, my team right now has that. We have a Smash. We have one Smash player, mm-hmm. or I think I'll say two. Yeah, we have one, I'll say we have one Smash player. We have two. We have three Tekken players. Uh, I'm the only Street Fighter player in our team, but I also happen to play Dragon Ball with another guy. We have people around any game in our team that can be played. So like three Tekken, one Dra- one Street Fighter, two Dragon Ball, one Smash. 2KI, oh man, sorry, I almost burped again in the mic. 2KI, um, one Soul Calibur, and then, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I was just curious if that was like kind of the structure of how it worked, and you answered that question, so thank you. I mean, so it, it, it'd be different with every team. Someone could just have like only one or two players, and they want specifically for Dragon Ball Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Other teams could be like, hey, I want one person for each of these games, and then they'll do that. That's what, that's what uh, Echo Fox did. They had two Tekken players. They had, well, they had four Tekken players. Three Street Fighter, four. No, oh my God, Tokido, Justin Wong, Sonic Fox at the time, uh, uh, Choco Blanca, Momochi, uh, Julio. They had like six, seven Street Fighter players, and then they started firing everybody. But then Sonic Fox wasn't he still playing under like when he was playing Street Fighter? Wasn't he still like not maining, but like literally playing every other fighting game? But yep. like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Sonic Fox played a lot of games, but now he's focusing mostly on Eneros and Dragon Ball, which makes sense considering he's both. He's good at both. And Skull Girls. He's never going to stop playing Skull Girls. I remember the first time I ever seen him play, I think it was Defend the North, I think 2016. And just him, just hearing him take like six events, and it was just like, huh? This dude took six different games? Like, that's fucking insane. He's a, he's a goddamn beast. Um, he's a god. Know anything else? Not that I can think of. So, Lucy, that mic, that mic, that mic, whichever one you want to plug. You're plug not your shit. Sean Evans. <laughs> plug Stop my it. shit. Plug right. your shit. Where can we find you? Where are you going to be next? I'm going to be inside can my own ass. At, I mean, sorry. <laughs> can we play you at Dragon Ball and maybe get our ass beat? So, all right. If I can plug anything, uh, my team is Waypoint Gaming, New York. They are, they were a small land center, but now we're more gearing towards an esports production team. So, we'll talk more about that later. Or on socials as Waypoint uh, gaming and why we play GNY, I think it is for, for Twitter and Instagram. You'll have me, Luciano L. Lamore, on every social media. It could be just Luciano Lamore or Luciano L. Lamore. Depends on what version you're looking at. And I'm um, everywhere. I'm on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Tumblr, ew, and uh, Facebook. Did I forget anything? Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, it's all five of them. And then Tumblr, ew. Well, there you have it. We have a fighting game expert. Thank you. Luciano on the show. Thank you. Also friend of the show. Yes, I yes, am. Um, Love you both. As, as usual, you guys can follow us on Till Good Game Do His Part on Twitter. That's cute. Uh, you can follow me at H Frank. You can follow Troy at Troyseph underscore, not Andre. What? We'll, we'll tell you a story. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you a story. We'll talk about that. Um, um, but guys, thank you for listening. And until Good Game Do His Part, we'll talk, see you on the next episode or talk to you in the next episode. Bye, girl. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah.